Hello there. This is Livingstone Oluwalola on Activating Angelic Assistance. I'm so excited to bring God's word to you on the ministry of angels again. And today we're going to be looking at receiving angelic ministries. Receiving angelic ministries. And today we're going to be touching on the different reasons why the Lord has stationed angels around us and why the Lord does send angels to us. And we're going to be looking at the postures that the believers should take in order to receive the ministry of angels, in order to maximize the ministry of angels. We're also going to be looking at the ways through which angels bring ministries to us. All of this and much more is what we're going to be looking at in today's episode. Alright, let's set the ball rolling. Why does God send angels to us? Why? Does God send angels to us? Here I have about five or six reasons why the Lord usually sends angels to us, why the Lord has placed angels around us, why the Lord has set angels on duties as attendants to us. You know, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 14 that talking about the ministry of angels, the Bible says, I did not minister in spirit, sent forth to minister to the heirs of salvation. Are they not ministering spirits sent forth to minister to those who shall inherit salvation? Okay, that's the word of the Lord. God has set angels in place to minister to those who shall inherit salvation. God has set his angels in place to bring ministry to us, to minister for us, to minister to us, to minister with us in partnership, even as we do the work of our father. Even as we do the work of our father. Okay, now, uh, this will bring me to say this. When it comes to the ministry of angels, there are two forms of the ministry of angels. There are angels on duty and there are angels on special assignment. Okay, that's what I call them, right? I'm going to explain why I said so. Angels on duty are the angels that God has stationed around you, that are always around you at all times keeping guards over you, watching over you, watching to steward the purpose of God and to help you steward God's purpose that God has ordained for your life. The Bible says in Psalm 34 and verse 7, the Bible says the angels of the Lord encamp around those that fear him and they deliver them. The angel of the Lord encamp around those who fear him and he delivers those who fear the Lord from trouble. And again, the Bible says in Psalm 91 and verse 11, the Bible says, And he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. He shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. These are angels on duty. The angel that camp around you is always with you. He's always around you. Then the Bible saying, God has given his angels charge over you, you know, um, the book of Psalms, right? David, while, while he was speaking or while he wrote, David wrote that God shall give his angels charge over you. But then the scripture reveals to us in 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 20 that the promises of God in Christ Jesus, they are A and Yemen. In other words, they've been fulfilled. So in the Old Testament, in Psalm 91 verse 11, it's a promise. He shall give his angels charge over you. But in the New Testament, it is fulfilled. He has given his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. So those angels are angels that are on duty around you, right? If you listen to the previous episode, I mentioned that there is a spiritual atmosphere of the earth where angels that are on duty around you are always stationed. 
they are always there they never leave the bible says in the book of matthew chapter 18 jesus talking about little children jesus talking about little children matthew 18 verse 10 he said let no one despise these little children because their angels behold the face of the father the angels of these little children right beyond the face of the father as is place of assignment in the spiritual atmosphere of the earth around the child to whom he has been sent to watch over or to guard okay so there are angels consistently on duty your angel is consistently on duty around you the angel of your ministry is consistently on duty around you the angel of your god ordained platforms they are consistently around you the angel of your assignment the angel of your call they are consistently around you they do not leave okay they are around you in the spiritual atmosphere of the earth within the premise or the region with which you're carrying at your summit or where you are where you are heart okay now there are special angels the other form right of the ministry of angels are angels on special assignment what do I mean by angels on special assignment? These are angels that are not around you. Now, let me say this about the angels on duty around you. The angels on duty around you, as this, they are ministering spirits that God has sent to serve you. Okay? They serve the Father by serving you. God has ordained them as your attendants. So, they are always around you, waiting on your words so they can go into action. They are always around you, waiting on your words. They are your heavenly attendants god has sent them to attend to you god has sent them to serve you in the will and the purposes of god god has sent them to serve you in the will and purposes of god so they are always around you waiting for your words okay in the will of the lord you have the capacity to partner with these ones by utterance by proclamations by declarations by faithful prayers Okay. For instance, now you can say, in the name of Jesus, I release the angel of this ministry to go forth and cause this and that to happen for the good of this ministry that the work of the Lord may advance. You can say that because the angel of that ministry is on duty, waiting on you or attending to you in the will of the Father. Whereas the angels on special assignments, you can't say to them, go now. Right? The reason is because, the reason is because they are not on duty around you god sent them so they come with a message from the lord and they return to the lord they come with a special message a special assignment from the lord to you and when they're done delivering them assignment they go back to the lord for instance if you read the scriptures you see how angel gabriel at different point in time he left heaven to come to the to 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 the earth to interact with men and the children of men bringing messages from the father and, angel, and the angel usually come with a specific address from the Lord. He knows where he's going to because God gives him a specific address. We see a perfect example in the book of Luke chapter 1 when the scripture records about angel Gabriel paying a visit, paying a visit to Mary. The Bible says, an angel, and the angel Gabriel was sent from the Lord to a city called Nazareth to a, woman, to, to, to a lady by the name Mary as spouse to Joseph. So the assignment of Gabriel was specifically to Mary. He was sent on a special assignment to Mary, the Mary that was exposed to Joseph, not another Mary. And that particular Mary, she's in the city called Nazareth. 
Okay, she's in the city called Nazareth. So that's that's an angel on special assignment. After Gabriel finished delivering the message, he is to return to the Lord. Okay, he is to return to the Lord. We see again in the scripture, the Bible says, And the Lord sent angel Michael to Daniel to bring understanding to Daniel and to help the angel. The angel that was supposed to bring a revelation to Daniel in his 21 days fasting, but was relayed by the prince of Persia. That that angel said, the Lord sent Michael. The Lord sent Michael, your prince. And then Michael, your prince, came to my help. And that is why I was released from the prince of Persia. And I brought a message to you. There is an angel on special assignment. So now, we cannot look at Gabriel in the face and tell Gabriel, go now, go and do this for me. No, because his assignment within the jurisdiction of his operation and his assignment is usually on special duty. The same thing, Michael. God sends them on special duty. And then they come to the realm of the earth, declare their message and return to God. And you know, the message that they bear, right, is the word of the Lord. They bear the message of the word of the Lord. And the scripture records in Isaiah chapter 55 and around verse 10, the Bible says, The word that I speak will not return to me void, but it will accomplish all that I, have, all that I please, and it will do all that I have sent it to do. So we see there that when the Lord speaks a word, the word usually returns to him, but it does not return to him void. Void means unfulfilled. So when the Lord says a thing, it does not return to God void, that word goes forth, but then the going forth of the word is usually accompanied by the wind. Hallelujah. The going forth of the word of the Lord is usually accompanied by what? By the wind. And what is the wind? The Bible says he has made his angels. He has made his angels wind. He has made his angels spirit. So the Lord usually, when the Lord speaks a word, a word that is a sent word, angels are usually sent to steward the the the, the, the steward that word and to see to its fulfillment in the realm of the earth. And then that angel will return with a testament of a fulfilled word back to God. So Gabriel left heaven with a word from the Lord and brought the word to Mary and Mary received the word and the word brought about the conception in Mary. And then Gabriel returned to God but then with a testimony of a fulfilled word. Okay, so these are, these are uh, two forms two forms of the ministry of angels on the earth angels on special assignment and angels are consistently on duty around us now that being said let's let's take a look at um, certain reasons why the lord placed angels around us and why the lord sent angels to us or certain um, supplies that angels are supposed to bring to us from the scriptures from what we can see in the scriptures the first thing i have here is angels in the will of the Lord bring education to us angels can bring spiritual education to us and spiritual education here could mean understanding could mean insights could mean revelation could mean intelligence even as regards the things of the mundane even as regards earthly things angels can come to teach us about the things of the earth angels can come to explain what you are reading in a book that you do not understand in the will of the father 
an angel appeared to Daniel in the book of Daniel chapter 8, Daniel chapter 9, about, and the angel said to him, I have come to bring understanding of the things written in the scripture of truth to you. So Daniel read the scripture, but there was no understanding, there was no insight. And then the Lord had to send an angel on a special assignment to Daniel to bring to Daniel the understanding of the things written in the scripture of truth that he does not understand, even though he had read them. Even though he had read them. Okay, so God can send angels, right, to bring education to us, to bring insight, to bring understanding. At another point in time, Daniel was praying and the Lord sent Gabriel to Daniel. And the Lord sent Gabriel to Daniel to bring understanding to him. Understanding of a vision he had that he was praying about. God sent Daniel, God sent Gabriel to him to bring understanding to him. Another, another, another incident that happened in the scripture that verifies this truth is Genesis chapter 31. The scripture records that Jacob was serving Laban and Laban was, was, Laban was cruel to him. Laban was wicked to him. Laban was deceiving him and he has deceived him for 14 years and more. And Jacob was serving with all his heart. And the scripture records that Jacob lifted up his eyes in a dream and then he saw that the rams and the goats Right? When they conceive, they bring forth children and offspring right? that are spotted and speckled. And then the scripture records that... Hallelujah. The scripture records in Genesis chapter 31, verse 10, verse 10, verse 11, verse 12. The scripture records that Jacob saw in a dream an angel. And the angel told him, lift up your eyes. And Jacob lifted up his eyes. <clears throat> and Jacob saw... Jacob saw the oppression that is supposed to bring about the conception of the rams, the goats, the sheep, right? But then they will have to. Jacob saw what he needed to do. So the 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 the, the operation, the the biogenetic engineering that Jacob set in place in the realm of the earth after he woke up, that brought about the result he had seen in his dream was a wisdom given to him by the angel so the angel gave jacob wisdom for biogenetics engineering that brought about the conception of of certain kind of of skin right that that the offsprings of the animals had spotted speckled the angel made him see that if you said this wood if you said this particular plant in this particular place and then you you, you allowed the animals mate at this particular angle right where they have the site of the plant that you have arranged, the, the, the offspring that it, that's going to come from them will be spotted and speckled. There is no way a man could think of that. But angel could bring the education even as regard the things of the spheres of the earth beyond the natural senses. So God could send angels to bring education to us, to bring revelation, to bring insight into things. Glory to God. Also, God could send angels to bring provision to us. To bring provision to us. The scripture recorded about Elijah, how that Elijah, at the time, he was running from Jezebel. He was scared that Jezebel was going to kill him because Jezebel, Jezebel began to threaten him for killing the prophets of Baal and the prophets of Ashtoreth. Jezebel began to threaten Elijah that he was going to take the life of Elijah. And Elijah was scared of Jezebel and he began to run for his life. He got to a point that he became fed up and tired and the scripture recorded that he sat under a broom tree tired saying, Lord, I'm tired. I'm fed up. I'm going to come home. And he sat under the broom tree and then he dozed off. 
and right that angel appeared to him with food this is not a vision the angel came with food physical food and woke up elijah to rise and eat and the food that the angel brought to elijah is baked cake and water in a jar and Elijah rose and ate and then slept back. The angel woke him the second time to rise and eat because the journey ahead of him is too great for him. And Elijah rise and ate and Elijah journeyed in the strength of that food for 40 days and 40 nights. For 40 days and 40 nights, Elijah journeyed in the strength of the food that the angel brought to him. Sometimes we need angels to bring those kind of food to us, you know, that will take us for days and we're not having to eat anything. I actually know, I, I actually know of, of a minister, right? That uh, in his ministry, at a particular point in time, people have visions of angels coming to give them, give them, give them um, food to eat, right? And then they eat the food and they have to go for seven days without eating any natural food. It practically takes away the appetite for natural things and 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 superimpose the appetite with with hunger for righteousness. To so be able to spend more time with God without thinking of what to eat because there is no consciousness of hunger because they just fed on the food that angels brought. Okay, so God can send angels to bring provision to us. We see that again happening with with uh, with Agar's son Ishmael. After that, Ishmael, Ishmael and Agar was sent away from from the home of Abraham by Sarah. The scripture recorded that the supply they went with became exhausted, and there there was no water. Ishmael was thirsty to the point of death that he began to cry, and his mother too began to cry. And an angel of God spoke from heaven. And called out to Agar. The angel of the Lord spoke from heaven and called out to Agar and told Agar that uh, the voice of the cry of the Lord has been heard, right? And then the angel prophesied to Agar about the destiny of the child, and the angel opened the eyes of Agar to see a well. And then she went there to fetch water, and then the child drank, and, she, and the child was refreshed. That is angelic provision, supernatural provision, supernatural provision. We can trust God for supernatural provision in our homes. Supernatural provisions like miraculous supply of money, miraculous supply of food items, miraculous supplies of our needs in our homes. These things happen if we can have faith for them. I'm saying you can angels can come and drop money in your house. These things happen. If angels can can bring food to Elijah, if angels can make a well materialize. Then angels can make your house rent materialize. Angels can make money materialize in your house, in your homes, if you will believe God for them. But this does not mean you have to consistently declare, angels bring money to my home. No, no. Allow God to choose the way he wants to answer your prayer. But be open. God can send an angel to bring a divine supply, a material blessing to your house. Another reason why the Lord usually sent to us the mission of angels is, is for protection, even from scriptures, is for, is, for, is for protection. We see how the scripture recorded that Daniel, Daniel was thrown into the lion's den. And then the king was afraid, thinking that Daniel was going to be uh, torn into pieces by the lions. But then the king woke up early the next morning and ran to the ran to the to the top of the den and called out to lion and, and called out to Daniel to, to be sure that Daniel is still alive. And Daniel said, yes, I'm still alive, king. For my God has sent his angels to shut the mouth of the lions. So God can send his angels to shut the mouth of the lions, to shut the mouth of the enemy, to shut the mouth of anything that will come against your life. Daniel was supernaturally protected by the ministry of angels 
from being turned into pieces by the hungry lions of the king. At another point in time, right, the scripture talks about uh, and Paul. Paul was on a voyage, right? I think his, his last his last trip before his death, right? Paul was on a voyage and he was on a voyage with, with a particular number of people and the winds went boisterous. There was storm against against their sheep and they are almost losing everything. People began to lose hope if, if they're going to make the journey or not. And then Paul rose up amidst the people and told them that the angel of God whom I serve appeared to me in the night. And the angel told me that no one's life will be lost. So take courage, brethren, because no one in this place will die. And it was exactly the same way Paul said it. That angel that declared the word was there with them to watch over the things that God has declared with the angel came to speak forth. And no one lost their life in the ship, even with the boisterous wind and the storm that came against their voyage. Glory to God. Also, God can send angels to us to bring direction to us. The same way the Lord sent angel to Joseph in the book of Matthew chapter 1, the scripture recorded that Mary became, Mary, the espoused wife of Joseph, became pregnant. And Joseph didn't know how to place that. How do you place that a lady is pregnant without having sexual intercourse with a man? Jacob didn't know how to, Joseph didn't know how to place that. He didn't know what to do. And the scripture recorded that Joseph was a just man. Meaning, he was trying to do the best he could. Right? He was trying to do the best he could, but he does not know what to do exactly. So while, he's, while he was thinking on what to do, he slept off and in his dream, an angel appeared to him and the angel told him that seed which Mary is carrying, right? That seed is of the Lord. And you're going to take her as your wife. Okay, the angel directed him on what to do. In chapter 2 of Matthew, an angel appeared to Joseph again in the dream and the angel told him, take this child and run to Egypt and remain there until I bring thee word because Herod is about to kill him and if he don't leave now, this child may die. And the angel took the child and, uh, and Joseph woke up, took the child and fled to Egypt at the word of the angel. And that would make me to say, if an angel bring you an instruction from the Lord and your inner witness bore witness to it that this word is from the Lord, obey it swiftly. To dishonor the word of the angel is to dishonor the word of the Lord. Either receive the one sent by the Lord has also received the Lord. So if you receive the word of the angel, you should obey it promptly as you will obey the word of the Lord. Joseph immediately left left Nazareth. Uh, I think Bethlehem now. He, he immediately left that place and ran to Egypt for shelter. And then the angel brought the word again to him at Egypt that the, those who see life of the child, they are dead now. You can return. And then Joseph took the baby Jesus and returned at the word of the angel. So angelic ministry gave profound direction to Joseph that he needed to be able to stand as a surrogate father that he was for, for the Lord Jesus, for the Messiah. The Lord also sent angels to us to prophesy about the future. We can see that in the book of Luke chapter 1, when angel Gabriel appeared to, to Zechariah, while Zechariah was performing his priestly duties, the angel Gabriel appeared to him and told him, your prayers have been answered, and your wife Elizabeth is going to take him, and this is going to be what, is, what will be the manner of the child. And the angel prophesied the growing up of the child, the destiny of the child, the future of the child, and how the child should be raised. The same thing for, for Manoah. The angel prophesied about Samson when the angel visited Manoah. And told, told Samson's parent, okay, this is the kind of child you're going to have. Razor should not touch his head and this, that, that, that. The angel prophesied about the future. 
angels appeared to Abraham in Genesis chapter 18 and prophesied by and prophesied that by this time after the manner of but by this time next year right after the order of time your wife is going to take in and she's going to bear a son and you shall call his name Isaac and it happened the same way that angel prophesied about the future so God can send angels to bring words to us about what is yet to come of course if the angel bring words to you in that regard and the word is from the Lord your inward witness the spirit of the Lord in your inside will be a witness to the word of the angel because the angel will not say something contrary to what the spirit of God has told you or to what the spirit of God is telling you and the angel also will not say something contrary to what the scripture has revealed and to the testimony of Christ has revealed in the holy scriptures lastly right on this note God also sent angels to us to deliver us you know God sent angels to us to, what? to deliver us in the book of Acts chapter 12 the Bible records how that Herod took Peter right he took James initially and killed James and he saw that the Jews were excited so he went forward to lay his hand on Peter wanting to keep Peter to, to keep the Jews excited and the scripture of that Peter was thrown in the dungeon and the church began to pray and as the church prayed the Lord sent his angel to Peter in the prison and the angel manifested to Peter struck him to rise up from his sleep and the angel led Peter to the city gate and helped him escape the angel helped him escape that was a supernatural deliverance God can send his angels to deliver us from the hand of the enemy God can send his angels to deliver our loved ones from the hands of the wicked ones if we believe him for it if we believe him for it and one of the ways we can activate such realities around us is when if anyone if anyone around us is in trouble at any time you can just declare thank you because your angels are at work thank you because your angels can bring deliverance to us as your angels brought deliverance to peter while he was in the prison cell right now we release the ministry of angels in the name of jesus to cause that whoever is in problem right now whoever is in trouble right now is delivered by the strong hand of the lord through the ministry of his angels and the angels are equipped and strengthened by your declaration to go and cause the things you declare to happen. As long as you spoke from faith and you believe that the things you say will come to pass in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay, let's look at uh, the posture of the believer to receive the, the fullness of the angelic ministry. The posture of the believer to maximize the ministry, the ministry of angels. Okay, now... Um, there are certain things that are just necessary for every believer. There are certain things that every believer should do. Angelic ministry or not. Every believer should spend considerable time praying tongues every day. That should be a standard, a normal. Every believer should spend considerable time studying their scriptures. Right? Every believer should spend considerable time, right, waiting upon the Lord to hear his voice. Every believer should, should spend considerable time praising and worshiping the Lord consistently the bible says let the word of god colossians chapter 3 verse 16 let the word of god dwell in you richly in all wisdom okay speaking to yourself in psalms hymns and spiritual songs again the scripture records in ephesians chapter 5 verse 18 and 19 be that not drunk with wine which leads to debauchery but be filled with the spirit of god singing speaking singing and making melody in your heart right unto the lord 
speaking to yourself in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making your singing and making melody in your heart unto the Lord, and giving thanks to God always in all things, which is the will of God for us in Christ Jesus. Submit yourself one to another. So the scripture revealed to us how to remain in the spirit, as we remain full of the Holy Ghost. So the believer should live a consistent life full of the Holy Ghost. And the believer should not live in sin. If a believer lives in sin, he's shutting himself out of the spiritual supply of angelic ministries. The Bible calls angels the holy angels. It means angels, the ministry of angels does not prosper in an atmosphere of sin. It does not prosper in an atmosphere of offense. It does not prosper in an atmosphere of rancor, of an atmosphere of bitterness, of gossip, of malice, of slander, of witchcraft, of stubbornness, of rebellion, of arrogance, of homosexuality, okay, of immorality. The angels and their ministry does not prosper in that kind of atmosphere. The Bible calls them the only angels of God. And if they are only angels, the atmosphere where they are able to give the fullness of what God has designed them to do is an atmosphere of holiness. Hence, the believer should consistently walk in purity, right, to set themselves to receive the fullness of angelic ministries. The Bible says, Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure for God knoweth those who are his, unless those that name the name of Christ depart from iniquity. It is the desire of God that his children walk in holiness and in righteousness, and they should depart from iniquity. So as the believer walks in righteousness and holiness and purity, he is setting himself up to receive the fullness of God's blessings, which also includes the ministry of angels. Glory to God. You know, if you look at the if you look at the scripture, right, you will see that those who administ- those who receive the mission of angels in the scripture, somehow, 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 you can trace their life to the fear of God. You can trace their life to a desire to please God. You can trace their life to, to an honor of God. You can trace you can trace the honor of God in their heart for everyone that received the angelic ministry. Is it Zechariah? Is it Cornelius? Is it, is it Cornelius in Acts chapter 10? The Bible says he was praying when the angel appeared to him. Is it Mary? The Bible recorded about Mary that Mary kept herself as a virgin. Right? It is because of honor for God she did that. Okay? Is it Joseph? The Bible says Joseph was a just man. Is it Zechariah? Zechariah was praying in the temple doing his duty in honor of God. Is it Abraham? Abraham was a, fear, was a friend of God. The Lord called him his prophet. Is it David? David was a king and a priest who also stood as a prophet of God. Hallelujah. If you check, is it Paul? Is it, is, is it Peter? Is it John? All of these people walked in the fear of God. All of these people had the desire to please the Lord. Is it Manoah? Manoah and his wife to add the fear of God. And that is why when the angels first appeared to them, they were afraid, saying that, what have we done that we should see the Lord? What have we done? Like, we are too small in ourselves to receive this kind of visitation. And you see that after the angel delivered the, the prophets to them the second time, they had to prepare an altar and offer an offering unto God. What does that suggest to us? That they had the fear of God and the honor of God in their heart. So, for everyone that received the angelic ministry in the scriptures, either by the sovereign act of God or by the initiation of it, all of them have something similar in common, the fear of God, the honor of God, the desire to please God in their heart. All of them. All of them. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 
Alright? Let's advance now. Um, certain posture to receiving the fullness of angelic ministry. If you see the scriptures, right? Genesis chapter 18, verse 1 and verse 2. The Bible talking about Abraham when three angels appeared to Abraham and Abraham invited them into, into his house that they should eat. The Bible said in verse 1 that Abraham was seated at the tent of his door. And the Bible says in verse 2 that Abraham lifted up his eyes and he saw three men coming. And Abraham rose up to go welcome them. Now, what does he need to lift up your eyes? When the Bible says people lift up their eyes, it's not some of those periods. It's not just about the physical lifting of the eyes. It's a turning on of a consciousness. It's the activating of a discernment. It's the, it's the right positioning of the act for accurate judgment. So Abraham lifting up his eyes to be all the three men coming towards him. Is Abraham switching on his spiritual consciousness? That was the only way he could knew that these men are not normal men. That was the only man that he could. That's the only way he could knew that there is something spectacular. There is something supernatural. There is something spiritual. There is something out of ordinary about these three men coming. And he rose up and went to welcome them into his house. Now. At this point, the angels didn't come to Abraham in a visionary state because they ate in the house of Abraham. Abraham cooked for them. He killed a calf and his wife prepared the bread for them. And they ate in Abraham's house. So they came to Abraham bodily. But how could Abraham discern that they were not mere men? Because Abraham lifted up his eyes. He switched on spiritual consciousness. He switched on his discernment in the spirit and was able to see that this is not ordinary. And that was the same thing that also helped Moses in the book of Exodus chapter 3 verse 3. Moses said, I will now turn and see this great sight. Talking about the burning bush. That turning also wasn't just a physical turning. It is paying attention. It is the turning of the art to know. It is the turning of the art to understand. It is the turning of the art to discern. And as Moses turned to look at the burning bush and he moved close to it, in trying to in trying to judge correctly what this is, he heard a voice from heaven saying, "Moses, Moses, off your shoe, for the ground upon which you're standing is the holy ground." And the first angelic ministry that Moses ever received happened because he chose to turn to see. Okay, the scripture also records about. Jacob, I mentioned that earlier about Jacob in Genesis chapter 31, that Jacob lifted up his eyes in a dream. Jacob lifted up his, that posture is, is, is turning your heart towards the Lord, is turning your consciousness towards the Lord. So before Jacob slept, I believe, I believe that Jacob had been thinking about the evil that Laban has been doing to him and he could not help himself. So he said in Genesis chapter 31 verse 10 that I lifted up my eyes in a dream. So while he was going to bed, he lifted up his eyes. He was turning his heart towards the Lord. He was turning his heart towards the Lord to seek for help. And in the dream, he saw an angel. The Lord came for him. The Lord came for him. Okay. The same thing happened about Joseph in Matthew chapter 1. The Bible says Joseph, as he was thinking on what to do, he was meditating, he was contemplating, he was a righteous man and he wanted to do the right thing for conscience sake. So while he was turning his heart towards the Lord, Lord, what should I do? How can I help? What's the best thing I could do? Right? While he was doing that, an angel appeared to him in the dream to tell him what to do. So the first poster I mentioned there. I'm mentioning there is the lifting up of the eyes which has to do with the turning on of consciousness towards the realm of the spirit which has to do with setting your heart upon the Lord to understand which has to do with setting your focus and your gaze upon the Lord to receive from him 
Another posture, right, that we need to take to receive angelic ministry is do your best at any given situation. Angels will not come to grant their supply if you've not done your best, especially if you need them to do something supernatural for you in the realm of the earth. Until you have done your best, angels will come forth. So you can't be on the bed lying down lazy, right, and saying, ah, right now, let angels go and wash my plate. Let angels go, 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 go set the dining table for me because I'm too tired. No, it doesn't work that way. The Lord expects us to do our best at every given time. Most times, angelic ministry does not show up, especially when we need a supernatural manifestation in the realm of the earth, a supernatural intervention rather, in the realm of the earth. Angelic ministry most times does not show up until we have done our best, until we have reached our limit. Jacob, serving Laban, gave his best. He has reached his limit and he could not help himself. And an angel of Lord had to come and help him. Glory to God. An angel of Lord had to come to help him. Elijah has done his best. He doesn't know what to do anymore. And the angel had to come and strengthen him by bringing food to him. And he had to join the strength of that food for food. So we knew that Elijah was not a lazy man. The angel bringing food for Elijah is because Elijah has gone to his limit point. Also, when the angel opened the eyes of Agar to see a well, it was because they've gotten to their limit point. There is no place they could empty themselves now. There is no well around. There is no place of water around. And then the angel had to come to, re- to, re- to release a supernatural manifestation of a well. Where Agar drew water from and gave to her son. And gave to her son Ishmael. And he drank was refreshed. And they had to proceed on the journey. Having received the ministry of angels. Okay, so at every given point, do your best. Do your best. Hallelujah. Angels will not come to do the things you ought to do. Angelic ministry is not a shortcut to laziness. Angelic ministry is not a shortcut to lasciviousness. It's not, it's not a shortcut to, to laxity. It's not a shortcut to indiscipline. No, angelic this angelic ministry is an addition, right, to a life of discipline, to a life of obedience, to a life of faith, to a life of stretching yourself. We must learn to stretch ourselves in working with God, and as we get to a yield point, God will send supernatural supply our way, and we won't break. Hallelujah. Okay. Also, another posture we need to take is a posture of seeking God's help. The ministries of angels that Daniel received from Daniel chapter 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, we'll see that Daniel consistently set himself to pray, to fast, to see God's face for understanding, to see God's face for revelation, to see God's face for help. Right? And that's another posture there, the posture of prayers and fasting. If we give ourselves, right, to consistent prayers and fasting, majority of the time in the will of the Lord, God will release manifestations of angels, right? to us sovereignly and our actions to initiate their their manifestations around us and their supply around us daniel gave himself to prayer and fast when daniel had the first time encounter with michael it was in the period of his 21 days prayer and fasting when daniel had his first time encounter with gabriel it was in this period of seeking the face of the lord to receive revelation for the vision he saw that he did not understand in daniel 8 and daniel 9 Okay, so we must set up art to consistently seek the Lord for help. You don't go murmuring on God. You don't go complaining on God. Help will not come that way. 
You wait on God. Hallelujah. You know, there was another, another very intriguing manifestation of angels in, in the book of Joshua, right? When they, when they, were, at, at, uh, when they were against the, the army of Jericho, right? Yeah, when they were against the army of Jericho, the, the Bible says the angel of the Lord appeared to them. The captain of the host of God appeared to, to Joshua and brought and brought strategy for warfare to Joshua. But we understood that Joshua was a man whose heart is set upon the Lord and Joshua was at a fix. They didn't know what to do and he sought God's help. And the Lord sent his angel to bring strategy on how to win the battle of Jericho to Joshua. Joshua didn't want to do anything in the flesh. He didn't want to. He knew he needed to hear God. He knew he needed to hear God. And God sent his angel to him to bring strategy for victory against the warfare. Okay. Now, another thing I would say, right, on this note is aligning your dream. Aligning your dream. Right? Aligning your dream with heaven. Aligning your dream with heaven. One of the ways when we read the scriptures, one of the ways where angels come to manifest to us or bring supplies to us is in the realm of dreams. Dreams, 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 dreams. Dreams happen when you sleep, but when you sleep, your spirit man is conscious. When you sleep, your body is inactive. When you sleep, your body is inactive, your soul is passive, but your spirit is fully active. I'll start again. When you sleep, your body is inactive, your soul is passive, but your spirit is fully active when you sleep. So, when you sleep, angels could manifest in your dream, and your spirit man can interact with the angels in your dream and receive the instructions, the impartations, the revelations, the understanding, the insight that the angels bring to you. Like Joseph. Like Joseph, like uh, like Joseph in his dream, like Jacob in his dream, right? They had they had manifestations of angels in their dream and the supplies of angels, tangible supplies of angels for direction, for clarity on what to do in their dream realm. So learn to align your dream to God. How do you do that? As you go to sleep, declare, Lord, thank you. Thank you. I ordain my dream as a place of encounter. I ordain my dream as a place of revelation. I ordain my dream as a place of divine ministrations. I engage. I I, I ordain my dream as a place where angels will bring God's messages to me. I decree as I go to bed tonight, my spirit man is fully active in the realm of the spirit. My soul is active in the realm of the spirit. I have encounters with heaven. I have encounters with God's angel. And my spirit tonight is full of explorations in the kingdom. I explore the kingdom as I sleep. I explore the supplies of the spirit as I sleep. I explore the ministry of angels as I sleep in the name of Jesus. I receive direction in my sleep. I receive insights in my sleep. I receive understanding in my sleep. I see prophetic revelation in my sleep. I receive help in my sleep. I receive supply in my sleep. I receive importations in my sleep. I receive spiritual giftings in my sleep. I receive spiritual heritage in my sleep. In the name of Jesus. You know, as you do all that, angelic, you're opening up your dream realm to spiritual manifestation, to supernatural manifestation and encounter in the realm of dreams. As you do that, and as you do that often, after a while, you will not even need to make declarations again. You consistently have those kind of dreams. Why? Because your spirit and your soul is getting used to that order of life. Hallelujah. The kingdom is very exciting, you know, if we have known the mysteries of the kingdom and know how to use them as keys to assessing doors in the realm of the kingdom. You find the kingdom to be a very exciting reality. 
God didn't call us to boredom. God didn't call us to a life of religion. God called us to a life of excitement, full of exploring, adventurous, adventurous things in the kingdom, adventurous things about God. The kingdom is full of life, it's full of glory, it's full of awesome adventures, awesome experiences, awesome mirage encounters. Right, if we will open ourselves up in faith and receive the fullness of God's blessings for us in Christ Jesus. Now, as we wrap up on this episode, I'll just say I'll just say this lastly: angels can bring ministry to us through dreams. Through dreams, you are the only one to see them, right? Because you are the one having your dreams. Like Matthew chapter one, Joseph was the only one that had a dream and received angelic ministry in his dream. Another part is through visions. Angels can bring ministry to you through visions. The Bible says in the book of Daniel chapter 10 verse 7, Daniel said, I alone, Daniel, I saw the visions. Those that were not, those that were with me didn't see the vision, but they were terrified. Those that were with me did not see the vision, but they were terrified. But I, Daniel alone, saw the vision. Daniel chapter 10 and verse 7. So Daniel was with people, but only Daniel saw the vision of the angel that came to him, that brought the prophetic word and insight to him. Only Daniel saw the angel, right? So, but there's sometimes in meetings or when you're in a garden of the saints, sometimes God can open your eyes altogether to see a particular angel. And many people in the all can see the angel, so it, it can happen like that too, right? But if the angel is specifically sent to you, Right, others may see and may not hear what the angel is saying to you. Only you may have the full, the full first hand encounter with the angel and receive the supply that the spirit of God has sent the angel to bring to you. And lastly, angels can bring ministry to us bodily, like they did to Abraham and the earth in his house, like they did to Lot, and they brought deliverance to him from being consumed with the same judgment that came upon the people of Sodom and Gomorrah. Hallelujah. Now, how do you know if, if, if it's an angel you're seeing or a demon, how will you know? Your inward witness will bear witness to the fact that this is an angel. And the anointing of the Spirit, the Bible says you should know, you know all things because you have the anointing of the Holy One, 1 John 2.20. So the anointing of the Holy One inside of you will bear witness to the fact that this is an angelic ministry. The anointing of the Holy Spirit on your inside will make you know, the inward witness will make you know that this is an angel right and i shared in other episodes right the previous episode that we can also judge the manifestations of the angels around us with the scriptures does it glorify jesus does it signify does it signify that jesus died does it signify that jesus resurrected does it glorify jesus in the flesh right did it align with the fact that jesus came in the flesh and redemption was done or did it negate the gospel of redemption if an angelic ministry stands against the doctrine of rejection of, of redemption there is not it's not of god hallelujah glory to god almighty i hope this episode blessed you right i hope this episode blessed you i will be eagerly waiting to receive your your testimonies right of the insight you received from from this episode can i just pray with you i release god's blessings upon your life in the name of jesus and i decree the name of jesus from now henceforth the lord will bring you into a whole new realm of supernatural encounters a whole new realm of supernatural testimonies a whole new realm of supernatural supernatural insights a whole new realm of supernatural visions a whole new realm of supernatural experiences in the glory your eyes will be open to see the visions of god your eyes will be open to see the visions of god and like balaam either your eyes are closed or open 
open, you will see the visions of God. If your eyes are closed or open, you see the visions of God. If your eyes are closed or open, you see the visions of God. At home, abroad, in church, on the street, you will see the visions of God. And you see the visions of His angels in the name of Jesus. And the Lord help you to maximize the ministry of angels around you in the name of Jesus. And when the Lord sends them to your special assignment, the Lord help you not to miss your season, but you will receive them in the name of the Lord, saying, Blessed is he who has come in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. I'm so excited about this episode and I believe it has blessed you. And I am looking forward to receiving your testimonies, right, of the things that God has done for you through this episode. Okay, okay. We'll be drying the curtain at this point. See you in the next episode. And the next episode, which is the final episode, we'll be looking at angels and your divine assignment, right, as we wrap up this course on the ministry of angels. God bless you. God bless you. Really good.